Don't fake it, just bust a move. This joint is gonna get you in the mood. Uh, this is pretty cool, man. I always enjoy coming to the show, uh, especially when I have like uh, like an old friend, because that's what I want to call you—an old friend. Yeah. Uh, and of course, you know, I met you on Chelsea lately. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and I, I hope I don't mess your your name up because I always said it like this: Guy Branham. That's how it said. Is it's it Guy Branham? Yes. Okay. Thank God. Yes. I always it's one of those names where it's like, oh god, it can go either way. Is it Branham? 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 Um the Karen Kilgariff who introduced me on the comedy album I released a couple of years ago mispronounced my last name. Oh. She said Guy Branham. Branham. And I was like, All right, that's fine. That, yeah, I'll, I'll let <laughs> it's it just fly. my album. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone always gets mine wrong. My real last name is Herbert. <laughs> Coy is not my real name. Really? Yeah, it's a nickname. Really? Hey, I'm half white, half Filipino, so my yeah. white side is Herbert. Yes. But you can't start a comedy career with the name Joseph Herbert. It's Boo. Co- I'm already booing that. Like, But uh, in Koi, it, that's not a Filipino last name, at, is it? No, not at all. It's, it is literally what old Filipino aunts uh, call like, like uh, uh, God, I don't even, if your name is Joe, they like to end it with an oi. Joe oh. <laughs> It's the weirdest thing. That's adorable. Because to... to Actually, it's the way my aunt says it isn't the way I say it. It's not Joe Coy. It's Jokoy. Yeah. That's how she says it. Jokoy. Do you, like, because I never, do you have crazy Filipino following? Because, like, in San Francisco, there would be some comics who would come through and, like, there would just be this, like, sensation for uh-huh. them. Um, and I never, because I always saw you performing at, like, Chelsea Lately Things are here, where yeah. you just have, like, a, a mixed and, and complex audience. Yeah. But do you have, like, a Filipino? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, there's some cities where it's, like, they're the first ones to buy those tickets. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And then, uh, but but with the special and, and the, uh, and, of course, Chelsea. Yeah. And then, of course, now Adam Carolla. It's, like, this demo has just been... It's just it's way different now. Yeah. It's like it's such a diverse crowd now. When diverse. I, I'm sorry. When I when guy is here, I want everyone to know. First of all, I, I got to say this. This is Guy Branham. Uh, Brandon. God damn it! Now I mess it up. <laughs> Everybody, this is the guy that when when Chelsea first started, uh, that Chelsea lady, lady yeah. started. There was a, a, a certain crew of cats that yeah. that started that show and that everyone identifies with even to this day yeah it's like those are the names mentioned it's it's of course it's heather it's it's josh it's lonnie it's ross it's guy it's yeah. me I wasn't even part of your crew. You guys were like the you were the writing staff. I was just blessed to do it every week with you. We were writers on the show, and it was really cool. The people who were able to just like slide in, show up, and understand the <laughs> yeah. vibe of the show. Yeah, because a lot of people showed up and like didn't understand precisely what they were supposed to do. So people like you and Whitney Cummings and Natasha Leggero, yeah. who like just got the vibe of the show. Um, it was it was cool the way like you just became like part of of the brand. Yeah, how crazy was. Uh, the first three years it was crazy especially you guy because you had the responsibility of creating a show for for chelsea like she she needed you to write but yeah. then also create yeah uh and and like come up with like you know everyone needs like certain uh bits here and we all need a certain intro here and out there and you guys had to create that and you guys you you guys had to deal with things where like yeah, Mel Gibson's never going to do this show. Uh, yeah, bad choice of names, but you know what I mean. Like the A list wasn't coming to that show when yes. you guys were on it, which made it hard. Well, there was something really kind of nice about the fact that we had to be busy making the show yeah. between like 
nine in the morning and like two in the afternoon. So you didn't have that much time to be paranoid about what you were going to do or wear on the show. Yeah. Where, I mean, you guys, when you're coming on that show and like you're probably going to get in one or two jokes on any subject, yeah. like, like you guys could get pretty intense about that where yeah. we were just like, oh, damn, I'm on the show. I have to figure <laughs> something out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I got to write the show and yeah. now I got to be on the show. Right. And there was, but there was something really nice about the fact that, like, I mean, there's there's something weird about a show that is is commenting on pop culture because you are sometimes going to be critical and stuff, and finding the the right territory where you're not being mean spirited, but you are being honest, yeah, is like hard and something TV isn't necessarily great at all of the time. Yeah, this is what I liked about. Uh, especially you guys, because I don't think people understand. Like you know, when they're at home, and I, 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 I promise we'll we'll leave the Chelsea subject uh, after this. But I just want to let everyone know, like, yeah, the show was fun, and it, and it showed how fun it was, especially the chemistry that we had be- between, uh, you know. The, the writers and, of course, the guys that came on the panel, and of course, how Chelsea just bantered with yeah. us. You know, I mean, she had her licks on you all the time. But what I loved about you guys is you. One, you had to write for her and give her the best. Yeah. You know what I mean? Her monologue, hands down, had to be the best ones. Right. Like, whoever wrote that or, or whatever jokes that she had at the panel, she had to have the best ones. And if you went up there with your A shit, then she was going to be like, oh, really, guy? So you kept that, you piece of shit? Well, and, and she'll let you know. That's the cool thing about writing for somebody else who's different from you is that, like, you know, between nine in the morning and two in the afternoon, yeah. I wrote jokes about my vagina. And then after that, <laughs> I got to write jokes about my penis. <laughs> you know? Yes. And it was fun. And the thing is, the coolest thing about that show is that it was so much fun. Yeah. And every time I've worked on other shows where, like, people were just, like, making it all terrible the whole time you were there. Yeah. It's like... It doesn't have to be this bad, especially on a daily show when when you're done, you're done and you move on to the next show. Yeah. I mean, you guys made that thing look like a machine. And and I want everyone to know I was just a guest. Like everyone always thinks that I was part of that crew. I mean, I mean, I felt like I was. I was loved. But it was just like you guys had to do the grind. And you like came out on the Comedians of Chelsea Lately tour. And and that was always really fun. But the thing is, is it is also weird when you have a show that like rests that much on people we're not writing for. You know, when like you uh, like so much of that show. Would you get nervous if someone else like like if I came on that panel were you guys like, oh, God. This is going to fuck our whole thing up. Well, the, the thing we is, wrote something so good, and now this piece of shit's on the panel. Did well, you do that? No. I mean, the thing is, is there, there were those people like you or Whitney that we knew we could rely on. And towards the beginning, there would be panels that we were like, what's going on here? But, but <laughs> by, by the time we had like a crew of people who, who worked, like generally it would only be like one new person on a panel. And yeah. if that person wasn't great, the other people would sort of like – pick up the slack but sometimes people did come in and sort of like weird up the energy yeah and that was annoying yeah i, I know i'm late to the conversation obviously yeah but, very late <laughs> but i but uh what i'm wondering is uh, it, in a difference from writing let's say a character yeah you're writing for a real life person how difficult is it finding their voice it like it takes time there were so many things about the way that Chelsea's comedy works that I had to figure out over time and I would like at the beginning of my time there I was writing jokes that I was like oh this is a funny joke and sometimes the thing is is Chelsea loves comedy and she loves comedy of so many different times that sometimes she would attempt to tell a joke that wasn't right for her because mm-hmm. she loved the joke and it wouldn't work and it was for us to figure out like what's the stuff that that works for her and 
I like that I've always had a career where I tell my own jokes, but then I write jokes for Mindy Kaling or or Joan Rivers or whoever, mm-hmm. and I get to do that and mm-hmm. sort of like you know figure out how they tell jokes. Yeah. Yeah. It was it was cool when we did the comics at Chelsea late, and I said I was going to leave this topic. Uh, first of all, I'm just going to plug the show right away and just congratulate you, and then I want to go back to this. Thank this you. Thing. But uh, it wh- before I even knew that you were on the the koi pond. Uh, uh, I was. Who doesn't watch True TV? First of all, like first of all, am I right, Dre? Yeah. Who doesn't watch True TV? It's like it's it's to the point now where, uh, and and I'm speaking on just a guy. Yeah. Because I'm guys have limited channels. Uh-huh. And yeah, I have right. I have the satellite. I think I own one of the satellites. Right. But in the our selections space. are so slim. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, but I own that satellite. Yeah. I have every goddamn channel. If you have a channel, I bought it. I yes. swear to God, I got that package. I have the alien package. Uh-huh. And um. And it's only five. It's only five. It's HBO. It's Sports Center. Yeah. It's like uh, some on-demand ABC shows, like right. you know, This Is Us. Yes. And then, uh, and of course, it's True TV. Yeah. It's like a Connie Central sometimes. Right. And then I go right to Netflix. That's it. Yeah. Like, like seriously, and I and I can almost say, and I don't know, but I'm generally speaking, but I can pretty much guarantee everyone's. Like wish list is that? Am I right? Isn't it like the same for you too, Nick? Like, Practical Jokers. Impractical Jokers. It's right. just like um, they just had March Madness. They just right, like, they said, right, right, right. They had some of the March Madness. Yeah, stuff. it is a it is a beautiful network to be on, and and for you to get that show. And I was like, I was flipping through, and I'm like, what? I go, is that guy? <laughs> I go, are you kidding me? I started. I literally, I was jumping out because the last time I saw you was on Chelsea. Yeah. And uh, the last conversation I had with you, and I always remember this because we were doing the comics at Chelsea lately, and you just got off stage, and I was like, yo, because I didn't know you did stand up, man. Yeah. I knew you were because you know there's writers and then there's people that perform and do stand up. Yeah. And and don't write. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll write for themselves, but they're not right. It's a different art form. Right. You know what I mean? To write for somebody else. Uh, it's easy for me to write for myself. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, so when I I remember when you got off stage, and I think it was in Anaheim. I can't remember. Yeah. And I remember I hugged you, and, yeah. and I go, I go, God, you killed it. Well, and it was always so great getting to perform with you because you are somebody who is out on the road so much and are always like so finely honed with like your performance and and what you're doing. Like it was always great to have like to get to watch somebody like you and and how you do it. Because the thing is with me is. I perform around LA because I'm usually writing on a show or do, doing stuff like that. So I'm yeah. I'm getting the ten minute spots that you get in LA, and to see somebody who's going out and doing an hour and a half, yeah. you know, every night of the week, like it's just a different level. And so it was always it was always beautiful to watch what you do. Ah oh, man, it, 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 that's why when that was our last conversation, I remember I hugged you. I think yes. I kissed your cheek, <laughs> which is fine, and. uh and and then you you were gone. I was like, "Are you? Where's Guy?" And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter because the path and the journey. Oh wait, and this is another thing. Like uh, this is one thing I always said to myself. Oh, Guy's gone, and he's probably uh, I don't know building something or uh, or uh, doing something with his brain or uh, he, you have so many tools in your arsenal. It's like you don't even have to write jokes. You could just go do something else. Like. Yeah. The, I don't know if people know this, but Guy is like a certified genius. It's like, oh, you are like... Oh, really Joe, stop. No, everyone always <laughs> said that. Sweet. Everyone always said that. Josh said that about you. Like, you're really smart. You're very, very sweet. Are That's you very... <laughs> are, are you? 
Look, I mean, we all know about different stuff. I just spent a lot of my time before I had had sex with a man re- <laughs> reading <laughs> books. And then, Is that how you were suppressing then, it? Yes. Then, like, then I, came, I, I need to have sex with I a man, I think. Let, but let me read let about me read, history. Yeah. Then I came out of the closet and read less history. <laughs> <laughs> Is that true? Is that, and then it just yes. stopped after that? Where'd you go? Yes. What, what schools did you go to? I went to Berkeley and then I went to the University of of Minnesota Law School. So not like Wait, so you are did you get a, a degree in law? Yes, I I passed the California bar, but I never <laughs> wow. practiced. Wow. Because it's the thing That's is, so cool, bro. But I wouldn't be good at it. Like yeah. it is the thing the very nice thing about what we do is like knowing that it's something that you love so you can put the entirety of yourself into yeah. it and like trust that. And I'm always it, it for people like you or our friend Heather McDonald or people who have families and are also doing this, I'm always like, it must be so hard to have this profession that you love so much and like you're putting so much of yourself into, but also wanting to like be as giving as much as yourself to your family. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, it's hard. You're torn. All, yeah, all, it is all torn. The time, right? Oh man. Yeah. Yeah, you just put a tear in my eye because I was going through Instagram <laughs> and you know how it pulls up an old picture and I saw my son at the age of like seven and when you say the numbers, you're like, that was only seven years ago. Yeah. But in in that in this stage of his life, it's 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 a little baby to a man. Yeah. It's seven right. fourteen. It's like, huh? Yeah. It's, it's moving, moving really fast. Yeah. Too yeah. fast. And yeah. I was reflecting on like certain things that I missed. There was a couple birthdays I missed because yeah. of the road. Yeah. Right. And then I had to like justify it and tell myself, you know what? I had to sacrifice because he's living a good life now. Well, it's the thing of like, we all had like parents who weren't necessarily there because they were working hard to take care of things. We like, we just feel guilty because our jobs are fun. Yes. <laughs> yes. That's so true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's We've been true. so blessed with a good job. Yeah. Um, did you go to law school? Law school. School. Because you were interested in law, or were you trying to make your family happy? I was just trying to. Like my mom told me to, and I was like, "Sure." And at that point in time, I just did what she told me to. Yeah. Um. And I like, I knew that of professional things, that was the thing I was sort of like most suited to, and I yeah. thought I would do well on the entrance exam. Uh, and then I was there, and I was like, "I am never gonna." <laughs> like there, there's just so many like deadlines and like making sure that things get filed on time and yeah. i was like you're gonna screw this up real hard yeah, branham yeah. And this is not good this is <laughs> yes, a bad situation i am only a responsible person um kind of among comedians yeah <laughs> like yeah. among real human beings mm-hmm. i'm i'm just a mess now guy, guy you can choose to talk about this if you if you want yes. to or not i read an interesting story about your your uh time at berkeley okay the berkeley stanford game yes yeah is that something you go well, for? Well, it. Say, okay. it, say it, Trey. go for it. Okay, so uh, there was a story about uh, something, something regarding Chelsea Clinton. At okay, the time. here's what happened. Okay. I, <laughs> you just throw the setup and let him do it. Yeah. Okay. Of cool. All right. Okay. So <laughs> I was writing a column for the campus paper at Berkeley, which is sort of my first experience, like as a writer, as a writer, and getting to be funny and having people like that and stuff, and I was really liking it. Yeah. Uh, but also irresponsible person. So I was coming home drunk on a Tuesday at like two in the morning. Okay. And as I'm walking home, I'm like, 
guy, the deadline for your column was two hours ago. <laughs> um, and so I'm like, shit, I have to write something. And it was the week of the big game between Stanford and Berkeley, which is like officially a thing, but no one at Berkeley really cares. Yeah. It's Berkeley. Yeah. We're busy trying to stop sweatshop labor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like nobody's talking about football. Yeah. Uh, and Chelsea Clinton had just started at Stanford and there was like a whole thing about how like people needed to not talk about the fact that she was there and like a couple of people on the Stanford paper got fired for like addressing the fact that she was on campus Uh, and I was like annoyed by that because Stanford both wanted to like be all fancy and have a famous person but like pretend like the famous person wasn't there so I wrote an article about how they were all fancy and full of themselves and like when we went to their campus for the big game we should just riot and loot and destroy as many things as we could (laughs) Um, you really put this column out yes I like (laughs) typed it out and the thing is is I So I wrote it, and I wrote the line, Chelsea Clinton represents the Stanford ethos of establishment worship, which must be subverted and destroyed. Hold on, real quick. What stage of drunkenness are you at while you're writing this? I mean, I'm sobering up in the process. And the thing is, is this is like very respectable, dignified, like three to four drinks on a gigantic man. Like, you know, I'm just making bad choices. (laughs) um, But the the thing is, that line got quoted. So like the... um, the San Francisco Chronicle like picked up the story and was like, oh, this is how the rivalry is showing itself. But it got quoted as Chelsea Clinton dot 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 must be destroyed. Uh, <laughs> which, wow. That's how you cut that up. Which huh? meant that uh, two days later, I got a call from the administration and like, it's Berkeley. The yeah. administration doesn't call you. There yeah. are 40,000 people at that school. Uh, and they were like, so the Secret Service is coming to your house. Oh, <laughs> hilarious. Yeah. Are you serious? And I was like, but I have a paper due. Uh, and so these two guys came and like they good cop bad copped me so hard where like one of them only spoke when I was like no don't come in here and he was like we can get a warrant and then like what they like asked for my medical records they were just trying to figure out how scary is that it was scary intimidation like who the fuck are these guys it was terrifying was it men in black was one Will Smith (laughs) what the fuck really yes they asked for your medical yes it was what does that have to do with the paper It it was to figure out if I'm crazy um like it, it was it was so scary uh and then it became like like my the, the campus paper wrote about that and then it became like a news story and then there were like you know a weekend of the press hounding me and it was wow. really exciting <laughs> yeah yeah that's yes. great for your career yes the washington post or no it was the moscow times called me a bad boy invectivator the washington post called what? me unfunny uh, <laughs> Bill Clinton knocks on the door. Yeah. Hey, I don't like what you're saying about yeah, the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even know if that's Bill Clinton. It's close. <laughs> it's close. It's cool, yeah. But the that's... thing is, it was great. Like it was, th- like it was, it was thoroughly terrifying. And it was also kind of like an interesting instruction for the way that, like, oh, you have to be aware of the things that you say because yeah. sometimes they can blow up in your face. Yeah. That's so stupid that Stanford's acting like that. First of all, especially during that time. Chelsea Clinton was the most famous teenager out there, right? right. Hands down. Yeah. At that time when she was going to Stanford, Absolutely. like, are you kidding? That's the that's the ex president's daughter. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Well, and it's also just a thing of like, if you're gonna like drag her out and dangle her around, yeah, for yeah. for campaigning, people are gonna talk about yeah, this. Absolutely. You can't all bathe. day. Absolutely. And like, that's why I did really respect the fact that the Obamas like never really used their children as campaign props. Yeah. They were like, let's hide them away. Uh-huh. But now Malia 
because yes. they're out on her own. And well, Malia, <laughs> Malia's I mean, like, I don't need Secret Service. <laughs> yeah, when like, those girls, when those girls showed up to like, when they finally got to go to a state dinner and they were wearing those goddamn dresses and looking <laughs> magnificent, <laughs> it was like, yes, thank you, please. Uh, how old, they're in their teens now, or what? Uh, Malia's in college now. Wow, yeah. man, how fast they yes. grow, yeah, bro. Yeah, she's at Harvard, I, I believe. Is it? Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. Yeah, she man. just got, uh, she just got a writer. Kicked or, or some type of journal was kicked out of a of a club. Dude, I would still use that power till 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 my dad dies. Who wouldn't? Well, so do they get Secret Service for the rest yes, of their yes, life? Yes. Yeah. Oh, for wow. the rest of their yeah. life, we have to. So here's the thing: is that she's 18, she's in a 21 and up club. Yeah, but she has security. Yeah, yeah that's so crazy. Like, and she's on Tinder. No, I'm joking. <laughs> but I mean, how cool would that be? It's just her with the picture with two yeah. Secret Service behind her. Swipe right. You might want to swipe left. <laughs> <laughs> Having security is the best feeling on the planet. Yes. When okay, when Chelsea took us, did you go to her birthday in Mexico? Nope, I didn't go to that. I was invited and I oh, didn't go. Um, well, it was that time where I think afterwards when she t- it was one of the times she took us to Mexico which was always very fun and she would always have bodyguards and then one day I was like I'm going to go off on my own like at night I was super drunk we were at a club and she was like go with him to one of the security and just the magical bulletproof feeling of yeah. like I'm a gigantic man, but there's yeah. a gigantic man behind me. There's a gigantic man protecting this gigantic you know what's funny? man. Yes. I've never had security, but I, I play security sometimes. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. They're like, uh, yeah, Joe's yeah. like, Dre, come with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he won't protect me. And it's, it's he's, not a he's first to go. Look. He's the first one to go. Having a lean but functional entourage is very important, yeah. Joe. Iris. <laughs> Everybody, we still haven't even said it, guy. It's the talk show, the game show. Yes, April 5th, True TV. No, I'm plugging in. I don't want okay. you to say anything. Fair. You're Fair. the talent. <laughs> you're the talent, and you're the you're what they're building the show around, and that's beautiful, and you deserve it. Guy Brannon. Oh, I did it again. Guy Branham, of course, the talk show, the game show, April 5th on True TV at 10 p.m. That's the premiere. Uh, and guess what? You guys get 16 episodes of that, and I hope you guys get about 100 of these episodes. I want you to live off of this damn thing. I, mean, I want it to go to Game Show Network, and we watch it 10 years from now. It's very fun to make. It's very fun to make. Is it? Like, yes. Like, if you if you come and do the show, if you have the time, Joe, oh, yes. you just have to promise to get at least moderately drunk before oh, before yeah. sitting down. It's, I'm there. It's very important. Like, it was, it was the most fun to essentially just, like, host two cocktail parties a day yeah. for a couple of weeks. That's so like, cool. Did, did they, did True come to you, or did you create this show? So I started this show as a live show. Like, after I left Chelsea lately, I missed working on talk shows, and so I would just do it live once a month at the Improv Lab. Are you serious? Yes. Cool. Um, and and then I did it at uh, the the Nerdist Theater, and like lots of awesome people came and did it. Uh, and then eventually, uh, Wanda Sykes' producing partner Paige Hurwitz um, came and did the show, and was like, "We have to make this." And then we invited a bunch of people, and like a lot of networks were were very like, "Oh, let's work on this." But True TV was the best. True TV were the were the ones who were like, "This show works. Let's figure out how we can adapt this show to TV and changing as little as possible." And they really were so cooperative about the idea of let's not monkey around with something that uh, is is already working. That's, That's great, great, man. When you created this show, was it for? fun or was it like i'm gonna probably eventually sell sell this or pitch it i mean it seemed like such a ridiculous idea Mm -hmm. that i i wasn't thinking about selling it i was just remembering i just like talk shows i like working on a talk show and it was like a a fun thing to do yeah uh and it was like because the thing is is I'm somebody, I write for TV shows a lot, but I also, some of the time you're working on shows that you're not the hugest fan of. Yeah. And like, 
I wanted something where I always liked the kind of writing that I was doing, regardless yeah. of what you know my day job was. Oh, that's so cool, man! Yeah, did you enjoy the? Are you still taping, or is it done? We're did done. You, you we, knocked out all, the whole season. Yeah, we shot all of them, um, and it was cool. It was like definitely a learning process. It, like it's weird because we've been doing this for four years. Yeah, uh, the the lead judge and I. So we're we very much know how to do that in uh-huh. the back of a comic book shop. Yeah, but like um, you know, we still had some stuff to learn about doing it as a TV show and also just like everybody shaking out all of the the nerves and just getting back into a place because there's a lot of chaos going on yes you know it's you in, uh, celebrities come on I interview them and they score points by doing the sort of stuff you're supposed to do on a talk show name dropping mentioning their children blah 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 that's so brilliant that's yeah. such a great angle it's so cool and then they're evaluated by judges and the thing is is that like when there are no consequences in the back of a comic book shop you do get people to like legitimately like just give their honest reaction to that was a bad interview or that was <laughs> <laughs> one time uh, heather heather mcdonald came on and like just explained like what she looks for in a Chinese chicken salad, uh-huh. and like Karen Kilgariff, one of the judges, just fell in love with her so hard off of that uh, Chinese chicken salad story that it was beautiful to watch. But like trying to get that kind of like honesty <laughs> into a show yeah. where like there are like a hundred union members standing around, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, and having it feel like in the moment. Because one of the things, one of the things that's great about podcasts and really lacking in talk shows is having people have an actual conversation yes and like this is low consequences like this there isn't a huge amount i mean there's actually a lot of production value here you there is a vr experience yeah um but trying to get some of that authenticity that we love in podcasts or in youtube reaction videos and get that back into back into talk shows that's so yeah. cool man and then and, and, and i'm if you don't mind that like one thing i love about well, this pod is there's always that common thread, yeah, and yeah. it always seems like I'm trying to make stuff up, but it's not. Like, but every time it's proven. Every, every time every, it's proven. Yeah. And and what I mean by that guy is like, you've been blessed uh, to to work in Hollywood, and and you've been blessed to write for some successful people. You yeah. know what I mean? Chelsea to to, uh, to you know to name drop. Yeah. Uh, is one of the biggest, if right. not the biggest, in Hollywood. And and you were there at the beginning. Say, and these are all these are all on your resume right and then for you to leave and create something on your own and 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 mind you when like what he said just now he goes when i left that talk show i was like i i'm in love and talk shows (laughs) and i created a talk show and and i went on stage and i created a talk show you know what there's people that sit at home and go god i need to get on a talk show but hollywood's not knocking on the door or you can be like guy and just go wait a minute i got a great idea and you know who's gonna host it me because i like to host (laughs) and i love talk shows and i'm gonna create something and i don't know if that was what drove you and I don't know if your intentions were to get it on TV, but whenever you take that path or that journey and believe in a product, it just happens. Well, the yeah. avenue finds you. The avenue finds <laughs> yeah. you. And but, like, guy, it came to you. And that's cool. And people need to hear that. But I feel like stand-up is such a good route to that because you learn it in the smallest possible way. Yeah. Like with stand-up, you just have to pretty much have five or six kind of funny ideas. Like for your first sets, you yeah. just need a couple of ideas and being able to go... And watch, oh, that funny thing I thought of, I was able to turn that into a joke, yes. a hard joke that like works everywhere. Like slowly over time, you realize that that can work with bigger things. Yes. Where I feel like so many people are like, I'm going to write a novel or I'm going to write a screenplay. And like being able to like believe in yourself for all of that yeah. is really hard. And the, the thing is, is like I 
did this because I thought it was fun. Yes. It's so cool that I was able to make it my job for a period of time. And God knows I would love it if I was able to make it my job for a longer period of time. Yes. But like if I just go back to writing on shows or whatever, yeah. I'm still so glad that I got to do it. It was so much fun. Yeah. And like another thing about True TV is like, it's just so cool that they let me host it because yeah. a lot of places would have been like, that's a great idea. Let's go get <laughs> Let's somebody, go get somebody else. To do it. And I'm glad yeah. you said that guy, because I think that's why I like True TV so much. And I never even thought about that until you said that because the other networks are all about image and they're yeah. all about, they would rather surpass talent and look at the image of the headshot Instead of going for the talent, right. and, I, and that's what I like about True TV because if you look at the cosmetic makeup of that show, and I'm not disrespecting you in any way, but it looks like the common dude. Yeah, you look at Impractical Jokers, which is one of the hottest shows on TV. Yeah. I mean, the guys have a fucking week long cruise that sells the fuck out. Yeah, I mean, they play six episodes a day of that shit, and it's just four fucking dudes. Well, Four dudes. And I mean, the thing is, is like, uh, they, I'm like all hyped up. And shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> but uh, guy like, brought it back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Guy brought it down. He's like, yeah. slow down, bro. I'm on the network. <laughs> well, yeah. Like the, the three shows that they're launching this year, um, upscale with Prince. Look, the other two people I would talk about much more attractive than I am, but, uh, Prentice Penning is the, is the showrunner of, uh, of Insecure on HBO. Like, he's somebody who is behind the camera, but, and, and has like, you know, he wrote for Happy Endings and this and that, but like, on True TV, he's getting to do the show that he wants to do. Mm. Andrea Savage, who has been on so many great shows and such an important part of them, is doing what, like, her vision of a sitcom, and they're really letting people do Create. What, create, and yes. do what they want to do, and letting the creators be like dick deep in everything yeah. that's going on. Uh, and, and that was so wonderful on the show because like I really was able to be involved in s- so many aspects. Of yeah. It. yeah. You can totally tell that you're doing uh, a show that is yours. Like uh, just like when I saw the trailer, I haven't even seen the show. I just saw the trailer, yeah. but I can just tell, I can just see how, how you're walking around or, or just like the, the, the look of the, the set. It, it, it just looks like they're like, they believe in the product. It's just like, just have fun with this. It was, it was the most fun yeah. because it was just sort of like bringing on people I think are so funny and so talented. People that I know and people that I don't know and saying like, be as entertaining as you can for three minutes. Yeah. And people, people came to play. It was, it was so much fun. And like, I feel like late night television, it should be a good time yeah. because people at home want to feel like they're getting to go to a party. Yeah. You know? And especially this day and age, I think late night television is actually just television now. Yeah, I think right. people don't really start sitting in front of that TV until right, right around eight thirty, nine o'clock. Now. Yeah. yeah. Whereas back yeah. in the day, it was like late night TV started at five thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? Right, it was right, like right. ABC News, and then it kicked into like something A local news, times, and then and Entertainment then Tonight, yeah, and then yeah. okay, now we're watching right. A Different World. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, people watch stuff when they want to watch it. Like I. I had a job in New York, and so I was, like, cord cut for a year. Yeah. And being able to go back to watching TV when it comes on feels like the weirdest thing now. Yeah, yeah. It is, yeah. Yeah. But are you enjoying where you're at right now? Are you happy where you're at right now? Or I, is there more that you want after this? Like, this is the loveliest. And, you know, I mean, we are all terrible, ambitious people who are like... When will I be happy? Uh, I'm never happy. <laughs> right. I'm not. And to some extent, that's something that like keeps you moving and keeps you working and keeps mm-hmm. you trying to grow, which is important. Um, but also, 
this is the loveliest. Like, you know, what more could I ask for? But uh, another 16 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> I think yes. that's the, the plight of the creative, though, is that you're always like creating so yeah. in your mind. You always have an imagination of what could be. Yeah. Well, it, and it is that weird thing of like, part of me is like, oh, scripted shows. Like, I should be doing these other things. And you have like, you're always thinking about that stuff. And it's like, this show takes. This show allows me to do so much of what I do, mm-hmm. like, and I should just be happy with that. But mm-hmm. part of you is always like, but I should be writing a pilot. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> so true. What was what's the hardest? Uh, and, and this is a stupid question, but I want to ask you because you said it wasn't until I came out of the closet that I wanted to start yeah. being like funny, more relaxed. Yeah. You were uptight before you came out of the closet, and you were doing reading a lot of history, yeah. and you became a lawyer. Yeah. So now this is the stupid question. Harder to come out of the closet? Was it because of your parents? I mean, in the world. Like, or was it harder to get into comedy? Oh, that's a wonderful <laughs> question. It's not stupid at all. Okay. Coming out of the closet was so hard because it's like, oh, there's this horrible secret. And not that it's horrible, but you like you think people aren't going to like me anymore. Uh-huh. Like it's it's changing the way you see yourself in yeah. addition to the way everyone sees you. And it's like, what does it mean? Like now everybody knows how I think about men's butts. Um, <laughs> but that, oh, that's what he meant by nice jeans. <laughs> God, I hate guy. But the thing is, is I like wouldn't w- wouldn't have been able to try comedy or like it was just so much a part of like. I came out of the closet, and then I graduated from law school two years later. And oh, so this I, was like your sophomore year? Uh, oh was, no, it was like your senior year well, is when you came out. I didn't come out until after my first year of law school. So um, wow! So I had like two more years of law school, and then I moved back to San Francisco. And I was just so drunk on being able to be honest about who I was that I was yeah. like, I want to, I want to go be honest yeah, <laughs> in yeah. front of people. Yeah, yeah. And so it, it was like so awesome and thrilling and wonderful um but like i i you know i didn't have to fear that my mom would stop loving me because i did stand up right? yeah, yeah. though it did piss her off she it did w- right yes she- see and that and that's yeah. that's why i asked that question because telling my mom i wanted to be a stand-up comic yeah i it literally if i could have grabbed her heart from inside her chest and rip it out of her body that's what i did to her when i said i wanted to be a comic but it's the exact same situation of you're going to your parents and say and saying like you can't the the confident life of stability all parents want is stability. Stability. Yeah. Parents want to know that you're going to be okay tomorrow. Guy, right? I don't right. want you to be broke like I was. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's it's, not why I had you, guy. It's just that. And the thing is, with like with coming out of the closet, it's like you're not going to fit into what they s- foresaw for you for for your life, and yeah. they also are aware of sort of like the social stigmas and everything like that. And it's you know. They are just worried on your behalf, yeah. Um, but could be cooler about it. Like, and yeah. it, it was, it was interesting how long it took for my parents to like understand that comedy was going fine. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Was it Chelsea? It was. It was, was Chelsea the final stamp of approval for them for you? I like. I don't. I don't know. If there was. Look, the thing about Chelsea is like. After Chelsea, they were like, "All right, he's going to do all all right financially," uh-huh. but they were still sort of. Um, I. They were scared of what I said on on TV. They were like, "That's a lot. That's a lot." <laughs> <laughs> um, so I don't know if it was approval. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. funny. My my mom 
it took her so long. It was about my 16th year before she finally was like, yeah. oh, you're a comedian. <laughs> right. I, I got the Tonight Show. She gave two shits. Right. Like when I told my mom, I was I got it in Montreal. Uh, you know Ross and Bob. You know yeah, Bob. You yeah, know both yeah. of them. Yeah. And uh, Ross and Bob walked up to me after uh, you know I did New Faces. Uh-huh. And, and of course, Bob was like, Tonight Show. Yes. I'm going to get you the best spot. <laughs> tell everyone. Because I was like, can I tell anyone? Tell everyone. <laughs> right. I hope this is a good Bob uh, uh, impersonation. It's wonderful. Tell everyone. And then uh, I hugged him. I kissed him. I'm, Thank you. I started crying. Yeah. And I called my mom and talk about just fucking nothing. Right. I was like, crying. I'm calling from Montreal. Mom, I just got the Tonight Show. I'm going to be on the Tonight Show. Oh, okay. Well, is it tomorrow? <laughs> no, it's not tomorrow. Oh, okay. Well, you know, Fred is not feeling too good. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> That's it? I worked my whole, like, this is my 14th year, Mom. Are, really? Yeah. Fred's not feeling well right, right now? Right. <laughs> But it's beautiful to have people in your life who just do not give a shit about Absolutely. any of that stuff. My mom was like, can't you just be gay? <laughs> I thought that's what this phone call was. <laughs> yeah, I'd much rather you be gay than a stand-up comedian. At least you could still deliver mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you could be a nurse, Joseph. Stable that's all my mom wanted to be. Stable jobs. Stable jobs. Nurse or mailman. That's all she wanted. I mean, benefits. Benefits. Pension. Yes. Retirement plan, four hundred one k, bro. It was nonstop, man. Yeah, it was nonstop. Yeah, Chelsea, uh, my first special on Comedy Central. My mom was like, "Oh, people like you," and then Chelsea was like, oh, "People know Chelsea, yeah. so well, now they know you, kind of." But I mean, really, Chelsea. The thing is, after like when there have been rough times in my career, I like was always like, are they going to tell me I have to go? Like, are they going to be like, well, you should go be a, a lawyer now. Like, now, all right. You were thinking that. That, right. that was fun, but this is over. And it, there was a point where they sort of like stopped doing that. Yeah. And it was like, all right, well, this is we better got now. It. They understand that I do this. Yeah. Were you making a nice living doing stand-up? Were you getting like $100 here? Because that's how I was getting my living. It was I mean, like, I can count on like $400 a week. For, like for me, it was always about writing jobs. Like okay. it was, so I started in San Francisco and then like two years in, I got a writing job at a little cable network there and then they got folded into G4 and then I went wow. from there to E. So, I mean, I've I've pretty much always, you know, stand-up's nice and there have definitely, like there have been a couple of times when I was like living off of colleges, uh-huh. um, but uh Mostly writing. Nice. So writing is what solidified the the whole. I don't need to go to law school. It's I I can write yeah. good comedy for good comedy. Well, and also that thing of being able to swing from job to job. Where yeah. I mean, one of the things about this town is like figuring out how to be functional and not just have one job and then have everything collapse. But, yeah. But like enough people knowing you and knowing that they can rely on you that they're like, hey, you know, come yeah. work on this. That's so cool, man. And then then you get your own talk show. Now now it's kind of like, what year is this for you? Uh, you're, you're from graduating to, to this show. Oh, Because when you graduated law school, you went right into comedy, correct or no? Uh, I, I took like a year and a half before I finally worked up the guts. But um, I have been doing stand-up for um, 15 years. Nice. Yeah. Good for you. And in 15 years, you got your own show yes. on True TV. What a, an amazing network to be on, guy. Uh, they're only going to blow you up, man. They're going to blow the show up. And, of course, the show's going to blow up because it's funny. It's a great concept. And you're driving it. 
I, I hope so. And there are so many great people on the name, show. Name some of the guys that are on there. Okay, uh, Diablo Cody did it. Wendy McClendon Covey. Kyle Kinane. Um, Aparna Nanchurla. Uh, uh, New York Giants running back Rashad Jennings was amazing. Really? Like, coming on this show, like with comedians where, you know, he's having to be like funny and charming and all of that. Yeah. And we were like, I wanted to have lots of different kinds of people on. Um, but we were a little bit like, how's he going to do? And then he just dazzled and everybody fell in love with him. And it was amazing. Paul Feig, who directed Bridesmaids and like, you know, has been behind the camera f- since Sabrina the Teenage Witch. Um, he came on and just killed it. Uh, it was it was just so fun. Uh, now, quick. Uh, now, how many points do you get for name dropping? Just right now, what, how many points did you use to score? <laughs> <laughs> it's two. It's two per name drop. Two per. So right now, you just scored what? Fourteen points. <laughs> that was like six or eight. That was six, or, six eight? or eight. Okay, so we'll, we'll say sixteen points. I'll give it to you. God, you're oh, killing nice. this show already, man. You're uh, not even. Play- <laughs> it's important that I say CNN conservative uh, correspondent Ana Navarro came on. And oh, had wow. a decent amount of wine uh-huh. um, and became <laughs> nearly unmanageable. And it was one of our most fun shows. Really? Yes. So you guys encourage the her. drunk She's, humor. Not what, drunk humor, but just you want to take them out of their element. We want everybody to have a good time. Yeah. We want everybody to show up and have a good time and be on, but like be enjoying themselves. That's and cool. yeah. like I, it was really, it was both satisfying that people seem to have a really good time and also watching people get sad because they lost made me so satisfied. I was like, yes, I want you to take this seriously. <laughs> so what's the prize? Do they, is it like a, a, a to a charity? Complete or humiliation. Um, it's, you know, we give out classic game show prizes like a dishwasher. Nice. Yeah. Or, perfect. you know, a year uh, supply of razor blades. <laughs> a, a bicycle. Oh, a nice. front door. A I was, front a door. Front door. <laughs> no, I was, I was so satisfied by being able to give away a front door just because, like, one time, my dad worked construction his entire life, and one time he came home. And he had like three front doors in his in the back of his truck, and I was like, "Why do you have those?" And he was like, "Do you know how much a front door costs?" <laughs> yeah, <laughs> man. Uh, yeah, this fucker. He took a door home. It probably sat the garage. It probably oh three. It probably sat the garage for about fourteen years. I know, but that's good money. That's good um, money. And that we were able to give away a front door just thrilled me so completely. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. so cool, man. And your dad's a big guy. What? Oh no! He's, oh, he's not. No. But where do you Where do you get the? No, where's this from? Where did you no get? one knows. Whoever, <laughs> clearly, whoever my mom had sex with. I don't, <laughs> but both, like, my dad was like five nine. My what? mom, my mom's like five three. And then you come out like fucking Andre the Giant. Exactly. <laughs> Let me yes. tell you, you were the source of many arguments. <laughs> <laughs> Those three doors are the three guys that walked in this goddamn house and pummeled your mom. That's what those fucking doors are, guy. You know why we named you Guy? Because I'm trying to figure out the fucking guy that made this human that came out of your mother. I never thought about that. He's actually Guy. Yeah, He's actually Guy yeah, Junior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're Guy Junior. Son of a bitch. Uh, the, the, the three doors, the three guys that pummeled your mom. No, like sometimes when I was growing up, my teachers would be like, um, and what's this? Like, would ask about, like, what about guys 
na- biological father. No. And she, my mom would, because my mom worked at the, she was a cafeteria lady at the yeah. school, and she was like, no, that's his dad. That's He's his dad. just. <laughs> <laughs> but, but down the hallway is this big, burly dude mopping the floor. <laughs> hey, hey, guy. <laughs> hey, I have that same mole on the side of my right, head. Right. Good guy, this though. Is, this is terrible. Aww. My mother would never. 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 Well, we'll just chalk it up to your mom was the cafeteria lady. Second helping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> very, yeah, yeah, very yeah. true. His plate was always full. Yeah. 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 I mean, Why does guy have two scoops of cherry cobbler? Uh, you don't know, man. Look, um, like, it was, you know, it, in so many ways, so many of the things that I, I've done were just hard for my f- parents to understand yeah, like yeah. they didn't you know because my dad would make me go and work construction um like every summer when i was growing up yeah and he, like there are ways that it has to be hard to be the guy on the construction site whose son knows a lot about the oscars <laughs> 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 It's just fucking, there's hammering nails, saws going off drills. Did you see Holly Berry's dress? Seriously. Hey, Steven, put those two by fours down. Let's talk about Gwyneth Paltrow's heels. Hideous, right? Denzel with a beard? Why? <laughs> Lazy. No, Denzel with a beard, why not? Yeah, why it's not? always fun. <laughs> hold on, hold on. This is back in the day, though. This is when you were doing construction. This yes. is when people weren't, ha- they didn't have yeah. beards in Hollywood back that's then. That's fair, that's fair. Yeah. I just feel like I love when we get to see Denzel and he's clearly had some time off. Yeah. And he's just being, because the, the thing that's terrifying about Denzel is realizing how actually old he is. Yeah, yeah. isn't that yeah, crazy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, and when you see him like with his family, you're like, Oh, yes. Oh, that was a 60-year-old man. Yeah, you're an old dude. Yeah. yeah. You're not a you're not I an see. undercover cop that right. steals blow from the bloods. <laughs> no, you have children in their like 40s. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you have a 40-year-old daughter. Right. Denzel and still kills it. Still He's kills. amazing. Still yeah. kills it. No one commands this. No one commands the camera better oh, than man. that guy. Oh, Incredible. I was when I like when I, I saw Fences, and I, at the end of it, I was like, what a great use of Denzel Washington's skills. <laughs> that was how perfect. And then and then directed by Denzel Washington came out. And I was like, oh, all right. Oh, yeah, that that makes, makes sense. That makes sense. It's so funny when you see someone great like Denzel. And then, like, you, of course, you watched the Oscars with, Jim, uh, yeah. with Jimmy. And uh, when he had the, the, the tour come through. Yes. And they had the, the couple, the, the one couple that was like, I just got out of prison. And I'm getting married. Remember that guy? <laughs> yes. And then Denzel goes, I now pronounce you man and wife. <laughs> but even when he said that, I was like, yo, he nailed that line. <laughs> oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm talking about? When yeah, he, he, when he, he said got nominated that, that night. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? When no, he put absolutely. his arm around and he goes, I now pronounce you man and wife. I was like, yo, that fucker can read. Anything. Well, anything. I mean, right? the magic of award shows is like you're trying to get, you're trying to see celebrities being real people in some way. Yeah. Like the great thing about the Oscars is you get to see four A-listers be hurt. Yeah. Like you yeah. see four A-listers lose at something. Yeah, lose badly. And it's always interesting all of the gestures that they make to try to get sort of like real reaction out of people. Yeah. Like whether it's giving them peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or making them like touch a regular person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and seeing how they react. I would love it, you know, because uh, like when it's like uh, uh, 
best best actor. Okay, uh, and, and they got the four squares. Yeah, or what? Yeah, best yeah. actor is four squares or six it's, squares? It's five. Five squares. So there's yes. five squares on the TV, and you, yeah. they're all just looking up. Right. Yeah. It's kind of like a profile shot. Just one time, I want to see one actor go. What the just fuck? Flip the fuck out. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah, really? Like a real, real I reaction. I gave my fucking heart. <laughs> well, the thing is, fuck they feel show. they feel that on the inside. <laughs> oh, they do. But, but it's always like, you oh, see congratulations. You see the veins in their neck. Well, they're fighting it. They're great actors. But the thing is. Yeah. <laughs> Before YouTube, we just had to like the couple of times that people have flinched or gotten annoyed when they lost. You just had to remember that and tell that story over and over again. And yeah. now we can just go online and watch them forever. Yeah, uh, yeah. It is the best thing. <laughs> what uh, I'm going to ask you the reason why I said uh, about, about said said. Um, Casey Affleck or Denzel, who do you think should have won? I mean, I had Denzel on my Oscar ballot. Look, I still won my Oscar pool, but yeah. I, I was <laughs> like, Den, like, it's time for Denzel to get that third Academy Award yeah. and, you know, be our Jack Nicholson. Yeah. Um, like, I, I still haven't seen Manchester by the City. Yeah, I saw it. I thought Casey was good in it. You thought he was good? Yeah, you didn't? I just, I don't know, man. I, I saw the movie. It, was, it, it was, just, it just wasn't I, like I've, I've watched dramas before, and I, and I and there's dramas where I'm just like captivated, like yo, I am in this drama. Yeah, this one I was kind of like, is this drama over yet? It was a little sleepy. I mean, I'm like, is the, it the over? movie as a whole was was kind of sleepy, but yeah, I, I thought he did okay. I am deeply annoyed with all of the stories of him being a gross creep. However, <laughs> I do think it is cool that he has a Best Actor Oscar and Ben Affleck does not. <laughs> <laughs> You don't. You think Ben's a good actor? No, no. It's mostly just like Casey Affleck. Like that. That Ben Affleck is the the Alec Baldwin of the family. That he is the alpha. Yeah. And like some that has been subverted, and now Ben has to deal with the fact that he just has that screenwriting Oscar. Yeah. Oh, that's right. He, that's right. He's yeah. got Goodwill Hunting with with Matt. Yeah. The thing with Ben and Matt is, I can watch anything they do. Yeah. I. It's just the, they're those actors. Yeah. It's just and Tom Cruise. I. I don't know what it is. But whenever Tom says I got a movie, I'm like, really? When <laughs> I can mean, I go see it? They're always good. How, yeah. Like, however, however, look, Vanilla Sky was really boring. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. But like, anytime it's like a Mission Impossible movie, it is sort of like, God, I know this is just going to be the same movie over again. But yeah. it's a good movie. Right. Yeah, I will yeah. go watch that. Right. Who are your favorite actors? Oh, I'm a gay guy. Let's go with men first. I'm a gay guy. My favorite actors are all actresses. <laughs> oh, are they? Okay. Well, let's go. Let's yeah. go. Say it. Oh, okay. Um, Top three. Just give me three. Like, uh, are you scared to say it? No, I'm not scared to say it. I'm just thinking of it. Also, uh, my favorite actors are people who are dead. It's like Betty Davis um, and Aunt Bancroft. No, these are this is super boring. But neither of you are watching Feud on FX, are you? No, I'm, no, I'm so sorry. But Family no. Feud's good. It, yeah. Family <laughs> Feud's good. Steve Harvey <laughs> nails it. Every time. No. Who are the actors working? Okay, who are your top three? Who My always... top three of women. Yes. Okay, women. I'm. I don't really get into the women actors. I, I'm, I'm really more of the guy thing. Okay, but what got, if who, I had to choose a woman, and this is really cheesy, but. It, J-Lo is kind of like my my Ben Affleck, Matt Damon. Whenever she does a movie, I'm like, I gotta watch it. Yeah. 
Even like her love movies, they're fun to watch. Okay. I don't know what it is. All right. I have an answer for you for the person who I just always want to see on screen. The Rock. I'm never not satisfied with the movie that The Rock is in. Yeah. He's Central good. In- Central Intelligence was so good. Like, right? He did a movie called I The Rundown. He did the, the Rundown movie. is so great. So good. And that, I think that was his second movie. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's great. It's terrible to watch people who are just like naturally charismatic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He got out of an SUV in the front. Uh, he was going. He was staying in the same hotel as me, and his SUV pulls up, and he came out. And the way he came out looked like he was made out of a rock. Yeah, like he was a statue. He had a hat on, grubs on, and then he smiled. And I'm like, "Hey, can someone give that guy an Oscar?" Yeah, I love. He just stole it. He's right one now. of those guys that it doesn't matter what he does. I, no. lo- I love any magazine article about how much cod the Rock eats in a day. Uh, <laughs> I just want to hear about his protein intake yeah. and learn more. That's so funny. Yes. Uh, Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon is amazing. I mean, we all got annoyed with her um, about the Bernie, like her just not letting go of the fact uh, that that Bernie ha- was not the nominee. Right, yeah, and right. so I, I I got a little annoyed with that. But now watching American uh, or uh, watching Feud, it's like she's just so good. She's so good at what she does all of the time. Uh, it's wonderful, Meryl. I mean, like. Florence Foster Jenkins is a terrible movie, yeah. but she still got nominated for an Oscar, and I'm yeah. fine with that, because it's Meryl, and we have to love her always. Yeah. <laughs> you have to. It's <laughs> mandatory. Yes. Uh, but Talk, talking to, about um, when you said Susan and, like, and the Bernie thing, does does what the actors do off camera affect uh, uh, what you I was what just you about to ask this question, Chris. Right. Seriously, that's so funny. <clears throat> yeah, great we do, question, we do. I was going to ask that. <laughs> but do, do, you, do you get annoyed, or is it just like... We got to separate. For some reason, we put these actors on a pedestal, and, and I get it. They they speak to millions, and they should do something with that voice. But the bottom line is, you're just a really good actress. I mean, the thing is, and you're a really good actor. Yes, but and there, politics is not your thing. But there is always the thing of like sometimes you just like like somebody. Yeah, like you just see them and how they are in the real world. Like you know, Amy Schumer not giving a fuck makes me like her more which means i'm going to want to see this movie where she gets kidnapped in hawaii yeah 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 yeah, for sure yeah but but when when someone like say a good actress just takes that political stand i mean like people get so involved in that and like yo she's not running for office she's if you really think about it you're just a person saying something let's talk about your acting i love it joe that was something we could say before like a reality host got elected president (laughs) oh yeah now now it's a different game yeah because you don't know I who's never up looked next. at it that way. Now, right. now, you, now you don't know who's up next. Right. Yeah, I never did. Well, I never did. I never looked at it that way. I You're want, right. I wonder how many like Alec Baldwin-y, like respectable actors were like. Well, uh, Ronald Reagan was a great actor. I mean, the thing is, is but th- what's interesting is like both him and Trump were like in stuff that was a little bit trashy. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like Ronald Reagan wasn't. He was married to a lady with an Oscar, but he was never in sort of like prestige movies yeah he was co-starring with a like a chimpanzee yeah. um but and, and, yeah ronald, but ronald reagan was governor first right it's kind of like uh, the d-league of, pres- of yeah, president yeah 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 yeah. I you're right you should have to go to the yeah D-league he had to first. work on his shot first <laughs> yeah, yeah completely i got you on that one but like i i do wonder if some of these like fancier guys were sort of like oh maybe i could have done that yeah um though it is cool i mean i would vote for alec baldwin I, like screw it. I, it's just, it, it's <laughs> so cool. Like Al Frank, 
Al Franken is super smart. Like, I'm glad yeah. he's there. And I Al kind of, Franken is dope. And I was like, why didn't Hillary make him as her vice presidential yeah. candidate? Because, like, he could have talked shit at Trump. Exactly. Like nobody right. else could have. Right. Yeah, he right. would have yeah. killed it, too. Yeah. Yeah. And he would have been respected as well. Right. Yeah. That's so true, man. Yes. The talk show, the game show yes. on True TV. What a great network to be on. And, of course, everybody, tomorrow, April 5th, True TV, 10 p.m. And guess what? You get 16 episodes. You don't even need to get to, you don't even need to get sold on the first episode. Just go ahead and start recording all 16. Press record and start recording everything. Cause everything on True TV just pretty much goes into syndication on their own network. <laughs> And uh, that's great. I would love that if people just set a DVR recording. That yeah, would make me so it. happy. How hard is that, you guys? Just go to do it right now. You, there's nothing to do right now. You're just sitting there listening to this. Just go to menu and then go to True TV, select talk show, the game show, and just press record the whole season. It's 16 episodes. You're going to love it. It's Guy. Guy's hysterical. This is a concept he came up with, and uh, and then it just manifested and turned into an actual TV show. And I think that is the coolest That's thing great. when you when you just one, you just wanted to do something, and two, you started falling in love with it, and then three, it, it took over you, and then four, bam, the 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 stars aligned yeah. and, and now you're on TV with it. I think one of the cool things about stand up is that it forces you to realize that things are going to be unglamorous along the way. Yeah. I mean I started doing this thing and God knows there were times when like twelve people showed up and God knows there were times when it wasn't the most impressive thing or yeah. like I was just, you know, performing in pretty like you know, I did it in the basement underneath a video store in San Francisco once. Wait, seriously? Yes. Uh, that was actually a good venue. <laughs> um, but like that's so cool. That's where he created it. That's where you created it, it first. Like, no, what, like the earlier stages. No, or? that's not where I, I would just. I started it here at the Improv Lab. Okay, that's right. But like sometimes, like uh, people would be like, "Want to do it in San Francisco?" Sure. Like I did it at comedy festivals and stuff, just because. And learning about the show as we did it in new venues and stuff like that was yeah. like really cool and taught me a lot. But I do like. I feel like those shitty sets you have at the beginning of stand up teach you that you have to go through that. And yeah. I, I feel like so many people think that a, like working in entertainment is just about fanciness and yeah. having people put makeup on you. Yes. Um, and you know, you have to like, the crappiness is good too. Yeah. The crappiness is what prepares you. Yeah. I, definitely yeah. Li- I definitely like what you said about you create a small thing. And then you realize you can string it together a lot of those small things and create something big. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure the wine element to your show has a lot to do with it just being at bars and just having fun and just people having fun playing it. And then you realize it's so much fun when we drink and do this. Well, and 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 then you're like, we have to keep this element. Right. And and like having the tone that comes with no consequences and being able to sort of like summon that in a situation where there are consequences. Because if people are trying to like, if people are feeling too official, they're not going to be real. Yeah. And and you want people to be on, but not official. Yeah, exactly. Just be yourself on this show. Yeah. And that's what you're going to get on talk show, the game show, which premieres tomorrow, April 5th on true TV at 10 PM hit record and record the whole season. It's going to be funny. It's guy Branham. Just watch the trailer too online. Like the trailer is super fun. It is right. You just see how, how much energy the show has. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually a great bookend. I don't know where they're putting this, but it's just a great, 
the, the shows that are on True TV, which is what I watch. Like I just yeah. watched like four episodes again of the Cabanero <laughs> effect. Oh yeah, and they're back to back to back. And it's like that's what you do on True. You just <laughs> you 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 kind of crack out on it, yeah. man. In Practical Jokers, it's like one ends, and I'm like, all right, cool. Let me go to the bathroom because I know <laughs> I know another episode's about to come on, and I yeah. want that to happen with this. It's like it's a great. It's it's great. I love the I love how True TV is doing things and uh and Guy Branham, it, it, it couldn't happen to a better guy. You're so funny. You're so talented. And uh and I'm happy you came out of the closet, man. <laughs> I'm so happy because I didn't want you to represent me at all. I would have hated you as a fucking lawyer. I would have rather had Joe Pesci from My Cousin Vinny representing me. But Joe yes. Pesci and my cousin Vinny is very good lawyer. The, is he a good lawyer? <laughs> He's amazing. Or was Marissa Torme just a really good? Uh, she was so good. Yeah, she was good. I, I rewatched that scene recently. Who does it? It's, Who does it when she calls out the the the, the car? Well, and it's also, having separation, uh, separate. Uh, you remember the tires uh, yes. spun at a different time? That obviously is pause, it, pause attraction. Yeah, pause attraction, dude. That movie was so good. Uh, and it's also like there are so few comic performances that end up winning Academy Awards, and yeah. they just have to be so good for that to be true. Yeah, and yeah. it's, uh, it's the best. you know who else was good was uh, the 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 judge. Oh because yeah, he was uh, the was Frankenstein, a- wasn't he? Wasn't he Frankenstein on uh, the Adams Family, or no? Or is that just me thinking that? Is it Edward Herman? Edward Herman. I think oh, I thought Edward. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wasn't he the Frankenstein on Adams Family TV show? But it, it was right. Was he the monsters? Right. The oh, monsters. Yeah, he the was monsters, with the monsters, yeah. right? But just like I remember, like. You know, when you see someone that's been typecasted, a certain right. character, yeah. and then you, you know, you always go, oh, that's just the guy that played Herman Munster. Yes. And then you're like, hey, this guy's killing it yeah, right, right now. Right, right. This guy's so sick with it right now. Do you like seeing sort of like straight actors in comedy roles? Like, do you like seeing like a like respectable, like Tom Cruise? Like in- when Tom Cruise did uh, Thunder, uh, Tropic Thunder. Tropic- yeah. I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. Or when Brad Pitt did uh, Friends. Yes. It was so cool to well, see like that. We were talking about De Niro. When De Niro does, Oh, when De Niro. That's, com- that's comedic stuff. Yeah. Yeah, when yeah. De Niro. Well, it's still a point where uh, that's what people think right now. Yeah. I think there's a, g- a generation of kids that don't even know that Robert De Niro is one of the baddest mob bosses out there. <laughs> right. Yeah, just that the have no idea. Well, everyone yeah. thinks that he's just a funny <laughs> yeah. actor. Well, there is something so nice about, like, when somebody gets to that point in their career where they've like, they're like, oh, I've got enough Academy Awards. I'm just going to be meet the fuckers from now on. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm just going to be adorable. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know who, which, which really, I'm sorry to keep you. We'll, we'll let you go, what? guy. Please. Is it okay? Yes. But, but um, Alec Baldwin's career was so crazy because he went serious and then he went funny, you know, because yeah. Beetlejuice and then he went serious again and then he did, you know, yeah. then he did action, I think, and then he went TV and it's just like, this guy's fucking good, man. Well, and also being willing to go and do a TV show, and also a TV show that wasn't at getting... At the level that he was at. Yes, and a TV show that wasn't getting the best ratings, but he knew was good. And then him being committed to SNL the way that he has been. Yeah. Look, I do think it's annoying that... Legendary SN- bits. SNL, but SNL needs to be investing in a new generation of people to be able to do these things. It does kind of bother me that they're not figuring out, like... Which up and comers can do Trump and like I, I, that's short sighted, I think. Yeah. Um, but it's great to see him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. totally great. Um, you still didn't give me your, your top three. 
All right. And female actors. Uh, but uh, is that right? Female actors or actresses? No, you're, you're supposed to say actors now. Uh, am I? Yes. <laughs> I don't know what to say. Yes. But uh, you want to say Ju- that for another time or you want to do it right Julianne Moore. There we okay, go. Have you seen the there Billy, you go. Have you seen the Billy on the Street uh, clip of Julianne Moore? Uh-uh. Okay, it's the best thing on the planet. Is it really? Yes, because our idea, because I, I was working for Billy on the Street when we were coming up with this idea. Wait, is Billy on the Street on True TV too? Yes. See what I'm saying? Yes. It's nonstop. Okay. So we were just like, let's take her down to Times Square and see if people want to get their picture taken with her more than they do the off-brand Elmo in Times Square. <laughs> but then, sh- like, we- <laughs> she was just so into the- Hold on, hold on, guys. Can we just say the fact that you said off-brand Elmo? <laughs> That's so damn funny. It was wonderful. And then she was just, like, so game and, like, doing all of these, like, she was doing, like, monologues from her characters and essentially just- acting like so hard in these like ridiculous situations and sort of showing off that she has this ridiculous skill set and her sort of saying yeah some of it is tricks i will cry right now she like goes up to this guy who kind of doesn't speak english and is like do you want to see me cry on cue uh it's one of one of the most satisfying things i've ever seen and that so you wrote on that show too yes look at you guy it doesn't stop it's you just vomit uh this huge uh uh, what is that? Um, anthology? Um, I, what is that? What I, would it be? Well, uh, that... A library? Yeah. A library of sure. things that you've written for? Yeah. That's it, great. It's nice to have written for a lot of things. But Isn't that fun to uh, say that? that uh, around tax time, it's a lot of it's, not fun. it's a lot of forms. <laughs> it's a lot of forms. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then two secret ser- service agents knock on your door. Exactly. Yeah. You remember us? Exactly. Remember us? You remember? Uh, you remember the kid talked about? We need to stick our finger in your butt, guy. It's tax season. It's tax What's season. wrong with that? <laughs> it's fun. It's a nice way of saying hello. <laughs> a great setup, Joe. I love it, man. Yeah, guy, you're the best, man. Thanks so much for I'm having me. I'm so happy you came on the on the show. Uh, once again, Guy Branham. Guy Branham. Guy Branham. Uh, he wrote for uh, Chelsea, and now uh, he's got his show, the I almost messed it up, Talk Show, The Game Show, on True TV. Premieres tomorrow, April 5th. True TV, 10 p.m. Go to all of his social media. It's Guy Branham, uh, G-U-Y-B-R-A-N-U-M, and that's Instagram and Twitter. And, of course, uh, Facebook is Comedian, Or just go to his website, GuyBranham.com. Find out where he's playing. And when you find out, go watch him. He's hysterical. <laughs> You're so good, man. Thanks so much for having me, Joe. It's best. great to see you. Yes. Thanks. Bye, you guys. I'm just saying.